the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Brian Bowersock, and uh, house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I was just looking at uh, all the TVs are on here in the studio and uh, local news channel. I guess somebody tried to burn an SUV down. That poor car. What did it do to anybody? He lit it on fire. Probably and nothing. Well, it's not a nice thing to do to a car. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Don't catch your car on fire, Brendan. And by the way, welcome back, Brendan. I hope you had a wonderful uh, um, honeymoon, right? Yes, I did. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Didn't go to a lot of car museums, unfortunately. You know. No, I'm, now I'm really disappointed in I you. Know, I know, I know. I went to a, a crime museum in Pigeon Forge, and I got to see wow. some old crime uh, vehicles, like uh, Ted Bundy's... Um, Volkswagen? Buggy, Volkswagen, uh-huh. Do they I, actually have that there? Yeah, the original, uh-huh. I'm not sure they have the original uh, Bonnie and Clyde vehicle. Is that guy even still alive in prison? No, I think he passed away back in the 90s, I think. I think oh, did he? Yeah, I think they executed him as far as Oh, I did heard. they execute him? I think or so. He killed enough people that he kind of deserved it. No, so. or, or maybe a prisoner did, actually, now that I think about it. Another prisoner in there. Either way, you know. Well, I know gone. like other crazy people like Jeffrey Dahmer, He's he died in prison. Mm-hmm. Somebody killed him, so mm-hmm. interesting. But what other crime vehicles were there? Vehicles. Uh, they also had uh, John Wayne Gacy's van, apparently there too, or a motorcycle. One of the two. I think it was a motorcycle. Now I think about it. And uh, I don't even know what he did, but he was a murderer, right? Who? Yeah, John Wayne Gacy. He was the clown guy who would take little boys and oh, yeah. weirdo. Yeah, very big weirdo for sure. And uh, what else was there? Was Ted Kennedy's car there? No, it wasn't. Yeah, he, Ted Kennedy's not a criminal. Oh, he, oh yeah, yeah, he is. He got drunk and killed people all the time, dude. Oh, you mean when he because he ran off the yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't a he wasn't a he wasn't a mass criminal no. or nothing. But the, but it was actually a very interesting museum there. That one, I uh, the most fun museum there for sure. If I would suggest anyone is the Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, Get to learn the history of country music and uh, con- uh, they, and all the different uh, artists and stuff. Right, I'm dead serious. They take their country music serious in nashville i mean very well seriously. it is kind of the home of country music that's what i was gonna say yeah i know i know so uh really cool to go to the grand old opry and everything so highly highly recommend anyone who's 21 and up to go to nashville not anyone underneath because to be honest the bars. yeah the, the bars are where it's at uh-huh. that's it's a lot of fun there hearing all the local musicians do covers of the same five songs over and over that's what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> they if i hear chattahoochee drink in my hand and uh, what's the other big one that they performed a lot uh, at all the bars? It was uh, uh, some modern country song, too. Mm. Oh, well. There's quite Anyways, a few of them. It, they just performed the same five songs at every single one. So. Got to do what you can do. <laughs> I know. But no, so that actually, and then there's, if if you get, a, you know, even on the strip, like you, some of those people at night, like they're doing stuff that... Uh, they're really amazing. I mean, it's kind of like going to if any if you've ever been to uh, Memphis Beale Street, every bar has somebody playing different kinds of jazz and stuff in it. That's really cool too. Yeah. So there's all these different places you can go that are like obviously. Heck, even the airport at every single restaurant had a concert inside it. Of course. Going. And I'm like, wow, that's I never thought of doing that, but that's pretty smart too. There's so. pe- there's musicians playing all over the place trying to be 
found. That's you know what right. I mean? So, which is cool. It's all, all, all good stuff. All good stuff. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your stuff. Self glad, glad to have you back. Uh, and, uh, Back to Auto Talk Radio. That's what we do here, right? Right, right, right. All right, folks. You can give us a call here at one 1170 That's 888-344-1170. As we uh, uh, pass the torch from the garden guys to us this morning, uh, they said it was a a quiet morning. But uh, you know what? If you're all up and about, uh, be thankful that you and your vehicles are not in the middle of the country where it's 100 and some degrees. I'll tell you what. um, cars are like people and they really don't like it when it gets over a hundred degrees, do they? No, they're, they're not happy, not happy at all. So, um, but, uh, yeah, you know what? This morning we're here to talk about anything automotive related that you want to speak about. Um, hopefully you caught our show last week, uh, where we were talking about EVs, which was, uh, some great stuff, right? Yes. That was a great show. But, uh, today we're going to talk about, uh, uh, often I'm going to switch gears and go back to uh, gas and diesel vehicles and talking about uh, uh, or hybrids and most common uh, uh, trouble codes that pop up during uh, um, a vehicle with a check engine light concern. So uh, we've got all kinds of things to talk about this morning, but we're like I said, we're happy to talk about anything automotive related that one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Uh, looks like we have, uh, David on the line. We'll go ahead and see what he's got going on. Good morning, David. Good morning. I couldn't get enough this morning, so I wanted to call and take up your time too. Awesome. <laughs> hey, we always appreciate it, but I can't, don't ask yeah. me any garden questions cause that's your, your, uh, space. Two things. One last Monday, I was at Chase Bank in El Cajon at the corner of North Johnson and Fletcher Parkway. I was talking to the banker there, and she was telling me she was having car problems. And I was looking out the window behind her, and what did I see? What did I see right behind her? Why? Why was? Why was? Well, you saw West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission is what you saw right behind her. But my only question that I could have is, what? Why was the the teller telling the garden guys about uh, uh, their car problems? Well, I we her computers. I was trying to get some banking things done, and the computer was moving really slow. Lee, so she was chatting, and she said she had car problems. And I told her about you guys. She did not know about West Automotive, so I shared with her West Automotive. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I she drives by it every day to go to work. Yeah, well, sometimes people get a little focused and they don't pay attention. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So, so true. I agree you know, with you. And on. One other note, you were talking about the EVs last week, yep. and I saw a story about some guy that towed his gas-powered Mustang across the country with an EV truck and had to stop every 100 miles to, refu- uh, to recharge the truck. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this takes care of all of those, cr- those long road trips where the wife or the kids or somebody wants to stop and go pee and you always i would always tell them well not until you're at a seven eight or a nine if you're only at a four or five we're going to wait and drive a little further (laughs) but now if you're stopping every hundred miles to charge your truck and you're going to be there for like a half an hour an hour nobody has to hold it in anymore it'll be it'll save so much trouble in the car yeah yeah, well calculate that It'll definitely eliminate the fights on when to stop, huh? You, you know, David, I appreciate you showing the positive things in life here. So I, I appreciate it personally here. Yeah, I don't think people look at what this is going to bring to to the family. Okay? So I have a question, though. So at 100 miles across the country, and he had to stop every time, and depending where he was going, he traveled at least 3,000 miles. Does that mean that it took him, like, a long time? That's a long time. How many days? You know, what I did on my summer vacation, I stopped, I recharged the car. (laughs) That's going to be the whole, that's going to be the whole thing from that song is what I did on my summer vacation. That's all we did was we drove, we stopped, we charged the car, we drove some more. Well, hopefully he was doing like a Facebook story. He's got a picture every hundred miles across the country, no matter where he was and podunk this or podunk that or although probably not because they didn't have char- i really don't know how he found a charging station every hundred miles <laughs> to be I honest with you is, is that open the door for how long is it going to be how much longer is it going to take to get <laughs> yeah, there are we there yet 
Yeah, yeah. Are we there? Yeah, I guess that's going to counter the not fighting about when to stop to go to the bathroom. You, yes. you did solve right, one problem, right. but created a couple others, Dave. But thanks, thanks that's for the, the call, brother. Consequences. Talk to you later. You got Take it. Care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Love the garden guys, man. There's, and I always, you know, I come in in the morning, I, I throw them all my uh, plant questions. So I, I struggled with a, a plant that I have, uh, making it, keeping it growing, uh, and doing its thing. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm still kind of struggling with it. Um, but I figured out that if I water it just a little bit every day, it's more happy. So it seems to be coming back. But, uh, <laughs> if you talk to it, it'll make it happy too. No, no, that really didn't work. No, no, had to uh, uh, keep uh, watering it and being really nice to it. And, yeah, so I don't know. And it still lost a bunch of its leaves, but it looks like they're growing back. So I'm like thinking, man, maybe I saved this thing. We'll see. If this one dies, I'm moving on to a different kind of plant because it's just not meant to be then for sure. All right, let's grab Bodie and see what Mr. Bodie's up to. What are you up to, Mr. Bode? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I'm great. Oh. So, uh... Sound like you just woke up. You had your first cup of coffee yet? Uh, no, I don't I don't drink coffee. I only I drink coffee once a month. Oh. Well, there you go. Well, that's probably good, because you you seem to be a very energetic person, so you don't really need coffee. Well, I just turned 77, you know, and people say, well, you don't look 77. I said, you know, I got some wrinkles on my face. I said, what you feel is my, my physical energy, because... I've been uh, food organic like 95% of my life. I've had, uh, I, I did yoga for 40 years. Nice. And uh, I've been in the gym. You're a gym guy, I know that. Oh, yeah. And so I've been in the gym for, for 50 years. And I've had over 350 uh, uh, massages and rolfing in my day. That's the way to stay healthy. I tell people, you know, it's, it's, it's like a car. You know, you, you take care of the car. I've got a my uh, I got a nineteen ninety uh, nineteen ninety nine CRV. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, I detail uh, I, I'm a detail with a guy out in La Mesa, so he takes care of my car. I take care of his car, and because I used to, you know, did a little garage work in the old days, I know what needs to be done. You get the valves done, get the ball joints replaced. Let's do all the grommets. Mm-hmm. So there's, he said. So I'm very meticulous about my vehicles, and I'm calling about the 1997 Ecra 2.2 CL four-cylinder. And I called, I think it was either last week or the week before, and you diagnosed that the Bendix was starter problem on the starter. Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and that vehicle, what I noticed is that it, it starts, it feels like it's cranking over, but it's not catching. Mm-hmm. So I did it a couple times, and then after console, I put I put the key in the little slot and put the uh, shifter into neutral. Mm-hmm. It, it started right up. So I don't know if it was coincidental or sequential. Well, makes sense. Correct. Um, but the only thing different when you do that is that obviously you put the what's called the neutral safety switch in a different position. Um, right. But but if power's going to the starter in the park position then the neutral safety switch is working because uh it has to pass through there before the starter can do anything so that really doesn't affect that's not going to affect the engagement of the starter so um, right yeah if the neutral safety switch was having an issue you'd turn the key and nothing would happen you get lights on the dash there'd be no sound or anything the starter would not even uh try to react so it seems like the motor's cranky but not catching if that makes sense Oh, so the motor's actually turning over is what you're saying, but it's not starting? It 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 feels it sounds like it's turning over. Maybe I'm just hallucinating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would have to see. Um, if it is turning over, not starting, that's a totally different thing than the starter's working, obviously. Right. Um, right. Well, the starter's good, yeah. Yeah, in that case. But uh, if it's not, the Bendix isn't engaging, it's making a, a sound, then could be the starter problem. Okay. So, I mean, going to have to make a determination. Is it actually turning over or not turning over? So, Is that something I would feel or hear? Well, it's kind of both. But, uh, you know, I guess uh, when it does it, if you get somebody to look to see if the engine's actually turning over, 
You know, if it is turning All over, right. then the starter's working. There, we got something else going on. Right, and then it's got to go in to get your uh, diagnostic. Well, we'd have to figure out. Yeah, if it's if it's having a a, a crank nose start intermittently, then there's something going on there. There's a lot of other things. Uh, Obviously, that could be involved. Oh, yeah. Everything from fuel oh, yeah. to spark to all kinds of things. Oh yeah, you know, back in forty years ago, I was in business with a friend of mine. I had a little VW shop, mm-hmm. and you know, you had the, you had a tachyon dwell meter, you had yeah. a, a voltage amp meter, and you had a timing gun. <laughs> yep. And now, and now, if you if you don't, if you don't have access to one of the services and all the diagnostic stuff. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and most of those tools, we have them in our toolbox. We just don't use them anymore. Yeah. So I, I know it's uh, very sophisticated, and people call me about car problems, and I go, as, as you say, take it to a qualified shop and <laughs> yeah. let them take care of it. <laughs> yeah, and he'll save a lot of yeah. money in the long run. You're right. Ex- exactly. Proper diagnosis is the first step. It's so, I, As I say, the most important step, because uh, if you don't get that right, then nothing else is going to be right behind it. That's for sure. And, and it's the same with your doctor. <laughs> that, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah, find a good doctor. Yeah, let him diagnose you properly. No question about it. Exactly. All right. Stay well, gentlemen. Thank you, as always. You too, Bodie. Great to hear from you. Have a wonderful, Ciao. safe weekend. Ciao. Ciao. All right. Great stuff, as always. All right, folks, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're talking all things automotive. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego, 1170 and 96.1 FM in North County. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. We're talking all things automotive today along with the uh, most common uh, codes to cause your check engine light to come on. There's a lot of them, trust me. Before you run down that, I need to re- would need to want to remind folks, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified for small, going on 30 years up there taking care of folks in North County. Been around for a little while. Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved out there in East County, the one that uh, uh, Dave was talking about when he's staring out the window of Chase Bank. We're right there between Chase Bank and Burger King, right across the street from uh, the mall there in Bob's Furniture. When I look out the window of that shop, I can see straight across it says Bob's Furniture on the thing. So there's a little a, a little tick for Bob. Um. Been taking care of folks out there in East County for over nine years. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue. AAA approved and uh, smog certified. Taking care of folks right there in Central San Diego for uh, coming up on five years. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall. AAA approved and star certified for smog. Taking care of folks right there in the Golden Triangle for heading up on four years now. All of us at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, and my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason, and that is we believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people, very important to us. What that means is we never recommend a service repair to your vehicle. We wouldn't recommend to our own family members or mom or dad. Uh, stop in to have your vehicle service repair and find out what quality automotive service repair is all about. Um, the West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs uh, on approved credit. Ask one of my managers or your service advisor on getting approved for that. You get a West Automotive Group card and you can use it anytime you need to service or repair your vehicle and get the six months no interest. Good thing to have. Also get in and take advantage of our uh, diagnosis by a qualified technician. If you think you have a transmission problem, get in. We'll do a certicure diagnosis for you and figure out uh, what's going on with uh, 
your transmission or vehicle. Often we see vehicles that people have been recommended to expensive repairs and uh, uh, it's the wrong wrong advice and wrong diagnosis. So we hate to see people spend money on things they don't need. So get in, hop on westautomotivegroup.com and you can make an appointment, get your vehicle in and we'll get you looked at. Um, we also offer free shuttle rides to or from work at home, work or home, and uh, low-cost rental vehicles for all four locations. Uh, jump on uh, westautomotivegroup.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and we send out little tips on those different uh, uh, social media th- platforms uh, weekly, so you can check it out. That's westautomotivegroup.com, and you can also make appointments, find out about us, um, and uh, get locations, phone numbers, et cetera, everything from westautomotivegroup.com. Uh, you can also click on the Automan segments where I'm the Automan for the CW and Fox uh, 5 uh, at different times during the week. You can go straight to our YouTube channel and we have them there. Um, or you can click on Auto Talk Radio and we post all our podcasts after uh, after live shows also. So Auto Talk or Automan, you can go right to it from there. That's westautomotivegroup.com. You can also email me anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com, and uh, we're happy to help you out. So there you go. Um, Podcasts of the show are also available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, and TuneIn. Um, All you got to do is on any of those, uh, put in the answer San Diego 1170. Uh, When it pops up, just go to Saturday Shows, and you can find Autotalk Radio from there and download as you like or take us along on the go. So once again, that's... uh, um, a place you can go. But if uh, you have any questions or anything, go to westautomotivegroup.com. Anyway, so we're talking about uh, common trouble codes today, right? Right. Um, you, you ever had a check engine light come on on your vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a funny question? Brendan has. Who I hasn't? <laughs> I know. If I had a nickel. No. If I had a nickel for every time my car broke. Anyway. Um, well, what what do you you're driving a little Bolt, aren't you? Uh, Sonic, actually. Oh, yeah. you're Sonic, Chevy yeah. Sonic. Okay. Yeah. Well, they kind of look the same. Yeah, they're all, they're all trash. Well, his is gasoline little, power, little, though. Little pebbles and bam bam car. You got a little hole in the floor where you put your feet out. And sounds, peek, dun, something like that. Yeah, I, I need to get rid of that car. So Why? I, I've talked to you for years about selling that thing. Why? Why? What are you going to get? How many miles are on I, it? There's 173. I know oh. it's not that much, but it just continuously has problems because it has plastic parts in it and it's just you know what they all have well, problems that car wasn't really made to go 173,000 miles to be honest i with know you. i know i gotta i gotta get rid of those shocks and struts because they are old that, well i tell you you put new shocks and struts on that thing it'll ride like a new limo i know i know but i again if i'm you thinking about selling it it's not worth the investment in my opinion and what's funny is you've been selling that car since i've known you i know right yeah. you know what you're gonna spend the same amount too I, I, I yeah, actually, to, you'll spend more. I talked to Sherman recently because uh-huh. uh, I was thinking about getting a hybrid car, and I said there's a chance because uh, I'm going. Uh, the remember when I was talking to you about I might be going to that one state possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they contacted me again, and they are actually this time even more interested now. They actually offered something. The, so. the other dude didn't work out exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the good news. It's what they me. get for going for the lesser guy? Huh? That's right. That's right. So did you up your Annie? I did. Yes. So we're going to see if they actually go for it. Did you say stop jerking my chain? Now this is what I want. Exactly. If you now, uh, I I up my offer by like five thousand. So we'll see if they go for it or not. Now. Perfect. Good <laughs> yeah. job. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a good negotiator. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I talked to him about getting a hybrid car, and he's like, you know, that, if you're going to go to that state, possibly, I would not get hybrid cars at all because the cold's just going to completely mess up your electronics there for sure. Uh, well, so he suggested to go get a diesel car instead when I if I'm going to uh, go there. So d- diesels well, don't like cold. No, well, oh. yeah, as long as you plug them in when it's cold, they're fine. You got to plug in the block heaters on them. Okay, gotcha. And it gets cold up there. So oh, yes, everybody with a diesel up there plugs their car in. I guarantee you. Gotcha. Or, or they build a fire under the oil pan every morning. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I've been mm. looking at a couple of places. Uh, there's only one place uh, that is from a car dealership, which, once again, um, Sherman uh, said, oh, I would go with more of a car dealership than one of those used lots because usually the used lots, you have to look under the titles a lot of the times because they're hiding something on that part. Yeah. And with a dealership, they'll be more straightforward with yeah, you, the only, and they have pretty good warranties. Yeah, well. the only thing I could say about a hybrid um, as far as some of the repairs – um, you have to be prepared for 
are more expensive. I mean, when you, I mean, you do add in things such as the hybrid batteries and mm-hmm. depending on the hybrid you buy can be expensive. I mean, that stuff and things that have to do with the inverters and, and stuff like that on them that aren't on a regular car. Mm-hmm. Um, also you need to make sure that you're, uh, if you're buying a hybrid and whatever hybrid it is, there's somebody that's qualified to work on it wherever you're going to, obviously. Yeah. You don't want to end up with a car that, uh, um, uh, people are not familiar with in the area you're moving to, mm-hmm. you know? So especially if you're moving like to a small town that doesn't have, you know, that or at least a yeah, small town that just doesn't has have may, that many, maybe just a local technician, you know, that's it. And they're not that familiar with, I mean, it's hard to say. Right. So you need to, this, the research you need to do. Yep. And I'm not saying that small town, there's plenty of small town repair facilities that are, have very qualified people with all the, all, all the tools to do whatever. But, uh, um, you just need to know for that vehicle because right. some of hybrids are different from other vehicles, you know. The context I gave Sherman specifically was, let's say I'm going to this place and I only need to drive two miles to it back and forth. And keep in mind, again, it's going to be really cold. That's why he offered up the diesel more than the hybrid. Yeah, and that, you really don't. If you're only driving two miles back and forth, you don't need a hybrid anyway. Yeah, there, there's exactly. no reason for That's the extra what he was cost. Too. Yeah, yeah. And just to be clear, Sherman works for us out in El Cajon. (laughs) So in case everybody's wondering, like, who's Sherman? I know. Sorry about that. I should have pointed that out. He is absolutely excellent. Really, really enjoy having his time and stuff. He's He's, an amazing guy. He is. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. What were you going to say, Kevin? Well, I was just, uh, are you going to buy a used hybrid? And the question is, how many miles are going to be on the used hybrid? That is correct. And uh, the miles can range from whether it be... uh, uh, we we were looking at um, like eighteen thousand miles to something that's pretty high up there in the mileage because it comes from one of those rental dealership places, you know, like uh, Hertz, Hertz, yeah. or that that sort of thing. So, and that's he he no. advised, yeah, he advised me not to go for those ones because usually no. those vehicles have more problems. That's because anybody that rents them drive drove it like they stole it. I know. Not well, car. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. it's not yours. <laughs> they so. don't treat those cars very well at all. Yeah. I was just wondering if you're going to get yourself back in the same thing where I'm fixing a car again, but now I have a car payment. So I, I guess that's a. Well, you know, you have to figure out why you're buying it because a hybrid, I would think at a hybrid, a used hybrid, if I bought it, I was going to buy it for the mileage or for the fuel economy and not thinking that I'm going to get better mileage out of this car because that's honest, the only reason I would do it in the first place too. Because you got to remember hybrids have more options on them. Mm-hmm. I'll just call it that way, which means <laughs> there's going to be more things to break. Correct. And yeah. it, it, see, that's the weird thing. Like a high dollar Mercedes or or something or a high dollar Cadillac or a Lincoln, people always buy these cars and they're they're a lot of money. You know, and there's a good statement to make when it comes to to cars. Something to remember because we're, I was talking to somebody about uh, folks buying like an Audi or a Mercedes or a BMW like at auction because they've always wanted one. Uh-huh. And one thing you got to remember is no, I don't care if the car is used or new. You buy a hundred thousand dollar car, it comes with hundred thousand dollar car kind of repairs. Yes. So you buy an S five hundred Mercedes, don't be surprised every time you take it in, it's two thousand dollars to fix it because that's a that's a hundred some thousand dollar car, and it gets hundred thousand dollar car repairs. There, I mean, there's a reason why it's costing that much in yeah. order to build those vehicles and to sell it, it that way. It is, and the parts don't get any cheaper. So, and one of my favorite things is like people will be like, "Oh my gosh, like the car's not even worth that." Well, the cost of new parts for that car really don't care what your car's worth. It just is what it is, all right? So you either, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't, the, the the parts don't have any feelings. They don't say, well, gee, that car's really not worth that, so we're going to lower ourselves in cost. It doesn't work that way. Parts still cost what it costs. So, yeah, you know, my, and then the labor to do it costs what it costs. If it's a labor intensive, there's a lot more labor. And, you know, I mean, so it. Once again, that that's that's the one statement that I just find, you know. So the statement should be, if you own that car, like, it's a decision. Like, if I put that money in the car, am I going to drive it out of the car? That's mm-hmm. the only decision you need to make. Or do I just need to replace the car? That's another decision you can make. But the... Is is the repair cost more than a car's worth? That has That's irrelevant to everything. Correct, yeah. So... As my mama said, uh, you get what you get, you don't throw a fit. That's it. <laughs> you get what you, <laughs> you get, get and you don't, don't throw, throw a fit. fit. <laughs> Your mom used to say that to you a lot, didn't she? Oh, yes. She? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, oh. for sure. <laughs> but throwing a fit sometimes is the only free thing you get in life. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm just saying, okay? Well, you can be upset about something. I mean, you cannot like it, but it is, it is what it is. So, for sure, you know. Um, but anyway, all good stuff. Um, so, those are all things that take into account. And I agree with Kevin when it comes to, like, you got to be careful. Like, am I getting rid of a, a car that I know has things I need to fix to replace it with another used car that's going to... Now I have a used car and a payment and a repair I need to do versus I just had a used car that needed a repair before. But but I get a 6,000-mile warranty. So no. But you get a, oh, great. <laughs> but you get a $700 a month payment on top of the things you have to fix on it, too. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I would... Uh, the one thing that I would be extremely careful about in that case is, like, I kept, I'm not a big proponent of buying rental car vehicles that are for sale. You know, you, they... I mean, and you can, if you really know what to look at and you look for it, you could probably find a good one in there. They're not all been beat up, but unfortunately, a lot of them, people rent them and they they do not treat them nicely. So unfortunately, it's just one of those things. So you really got to know what you're looking for. And if you're going to buy one of those, I would strongly recommend our pre-purchase inspection along with uh, also doing uh, the other thing you got to be careful with those cars is uh, um, uh, have they been wrecked? And a lot of times they are self-insured. So they don't report vehicles that have been put back together after they're wrecked. So that they don't have to. There's no requirement to it. So anyway. All right, folks. We're going to take our last break here. Uh, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, we're here to talk to you about. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM in North County. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. Good morning. Along with Mr. Brendan. Good morning. Yeah, hosting our, uh, and and producing our show. Not hosting, producing. I'm the host. Yeah. You can't have that, sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us here this morning. We're talking all things automotive. 1 888 1170. We'll talk to you anything you want to talk about cars. That's what we're here for. Um, do want to remind you Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. <clears throat> Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries um, out there, no question about it. They are the number one technician recommended battery worldwide. And if you need a battery for your vehicle, Jump on westautomotivegroup.com, make an appointment and get in, and we will get you a interstate battery installed. They are the highest quality batteries out there, no question about it. So uh, just go ahead and uh, jump on there and give, get us get us uh, West Automotive Group, get an appointment, we'll get you a battery put in whatever vehicle you're running. Um, and if you need a battery for any other need, they have batteries for everything. 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University, you can visit their storefronts. And they're happy to help you out with a battery for any need. Interstate batteries. Battery for every need. Anyway. Um, where are we at now, Kevin? I'll tell you codes. what. Codes. Permissions. List of the 20 most common codes that uh, we see, right? <laughs> I bet at the number one is 420. The one, one, that, you, <laughs> one that you never want to see. Huh? <laughs> PO420. Catalyst system low efficiency. Does that always mean it's the catalytic converter? No. Absolutely not. There's so many things that can cause a catalyst not to be working properly, uh, especially upstream. You know, I was telling this story the other day ago because I had, was it three years ago on my big truck? So it's 2500 HD, mm-hmm. gasoline. I drive the truck. I get a cat code, and it won't run the monitor for the cat neither. And I was going back and forth between Arizona at the time every weekend for like five weekends. So 
I was like, okay, so I'd get the codes and I th- did what I thought I had to do. And it would, <laughs> I could go all the way to Arizona and all the way back and it may not even run the cat code uh-huh. or run the monitor. So some reason it wasn't meeting the criteria. Something was holding it up. Yeah. And it wasn't even, okay. So you know what it was though? What? And after I started scrolling through, I'm like, okay, so I'm missing something here. So I started scrolling through all my data. I started scrolling through admissions. I started scrolling through everything. I noticed that the tank pressure sensor, mm-hmm. because, you know, it does draw down the tank to make sure the tank is airtight. Yeah, to pr- make sure that the EVAP system It was reading zero. Oh. <laughs> it it was that the whole time that was causing the O2 sensor codes and the CAD codes and that. <laughs> oh, so when it would run the EVAP, it would, it would and then the Catalyst monitor wouldn't run because it didn't. Uh, exactly. So, what sometimes folks don't understand is when it comes to this is criteria all has to be met. So the the car like the the cat monitor won't run. The computer won't even check it unless uh-huh. all these other things pass first. So and if they don't or or they don't meet the criteria, so there's certain things or or it gets just down to the cat um, converter monitor and it won't run until an evap full system has run or unless it sees. This is, you know, three quarters of a tank of gasoline or to, there's all these different criteria for every monitor, which is important. So um, it won't let those run. So you can drive all you want. You know, the other one that's a little difficult that people uh, talking to them sometimes have uh, is what's called a permanent DTC. And you're like, well, what's that? There's certain DTCs that set that you cannot clear now on certain as vehicle, the newer vehicles. And when you say, well, what's that? It has to go through all these key cycles, like 15 key cycles where it runs a clean beat. So once you repair whatever's wrong, like, for example, there was a Chevy HHR yesterday. I heard them talking to the gentleman in the lobby. It had a catalyst problem. The catalyst failed. Well, we replaced the catalyst and all that and cleared the active code, but there was a permanent DTC set from it. So it's a lot of driving to get, that's 15 key warm-up cycles you have to go through yeah. and then run the monitor and all that stuff for that thing to clear. So that's the only way to get rid of it. You can't do anything about it. You know you know yeah, this yeah. what I'm talking about. So we were explaining to to his mom about, hey, you, and they didn't want us. And, and you know, we charged to do that if we have to do it, if you want it done, because the car needed to be smogged is what it needed. Normally, if we just did the repair and the car don't need to be smog, send you out. By the time you drive for a couple months, uh, the, D- the permanent DTC goes away because it goes through all the key cycles once it's fixed. Yeah. But they need to get the car smog. So for us to do that it takes a lot of driving and doing it on our own, right? Yeah. So we just uh, – and they didn't want to spend the money, which is fine. So we're explaining to him how he needs to drive the vehicle, what he needs to do for the next 15, 20 days to get it to clear the DTC. That way they don't have to spend money on having us do it. Um. And uh, uh, but it's a procedure, and then getting them to understand what a permanent DTC is was just another thing. But they got it, and we got them all figured out, and they're headed down the road to get it done. So all good, all good as far as that goes. All right, let's uh, grab uh, Greg real quick in San Diego. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Amazing. How about you, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, got a problem though with my 2004 uh, Chevy Tahoe. It's got 238,000 miles on it, and I'm, uh, I've been babying it, taking care of it uh, really well. And recently, it's been making uh, engine noise. Uh, this kind of follows up on your previous uh, uh, segment. It's been making noise, ticking noises, and then it got worse. So I took it into the shop, and they took the head off. And uh, mm-hmm. what they found was that the camshafts uh, are worn and pitted. Okay. So uh, I said, okay, well, what's it going to cost to fix it? And they said, well, the cost to fix the camshafts, you know, replace them. Uh, and the age of your engine, you might as well just uh, get a reconditioned engine and replace the engine altogether for about five grand. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just uh, picking your brains as to whether or not you think it's worthwhile to try to replace the camshafts and, and whether I'm getting good advice. Well, so... You have over 200,000 miles on the motor, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's what happens often, and this is why I, I the recommendation they're making um, is because you replace the camshafts. Now, you in short order, you go 30,000, 40,000 miles, and you lose the bottom end. And now you're right back to where you were, and you've kind of wasted money with the camshafts because now you have to do either what's called a short block, 
which costs a ton of money to do versus a whole engine, which you get a lot better warranty for on a long block. Um, so yeah. at that mileage, to be honest with you, um, I would rather, if you're going to keep the vehicle, put the money towards doing a complete engine. Absolutely. Um, okay. You get a, you, and I mean, all engines we install, like a motor on that, comes with a three-year, 100,000-mile warranty when we need to do it. So you should be getting a really good warranty on whatever you're replacing it with. And if you're going to keep the vehicle and you need the vehicle and all that, that's a great peace of mind. And also knowing that yeah. you won't have to deal with this, you know, you, you, you'll get, it'll give you another couple hundred thousand miles worth of of uh, um, of uh, operation if you drive it that far. Good. So does does the does the pricing sound uh, uh, reasonable? I mean, uh, in conjunction with West Auto, yeah, it's West it's going to be in that area right around there. You know, I, I yeah, as far as that goes to do a complete engine somewhere. This what year is this? Two thousand and four, you said, right? 2004. Okay, yeah. so it should be uh, uh, 5.3 liter, I 5. presume. 5.3 liter V8, yeah. Yeah, pretty common 5. motor. 5.3 liter V8. Yeah, pretty yeah. common motor. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, somewhere in there, you know, as far as that goes, uh, I'd have to see all the stuff. But, yeah, th- the main thing I would I would say is you should be getting a three-year, 100,000-mile warranty on the engine itself and, and the labor and all that. So as long as you're getting yeah. that, then, you know, uh, um, um, yeah. Should be right in there because the price sounds about normal. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help, and I, I love listening to your show. I'm on my way to play golf every Saturday morning. I listen to your show wherever I'm going. Well, I appreciate you listening, and uh, glad we could help out. If you have any other questions, please right. let us know. All right. Thanks a lot. Take Bye-bye. care, Greg. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. Bye. You too. Bye. Uh, that, but that is a good question because we see that with those motors. And the cams, you know, and usually what happens, you fix the heads and the cams, and then that, what do you have next? The bottom end fails on it, especially with 230, 220, whatever thousand miles were on it. And then you're, over then you're stuck 000. with putting a short block in and after yeah, you did yeah, all that. I would, yeah, well, not to mention the downtime and all the cost is going to, you're going to have a lot more wrapped up in it than if you just did an engine and called it good. So. Well, especially if the cam's coming apart like that and it's pitting, that means metal was flying everywhere in there. So you know that it was downstairs. The babbit on the bearings is going to be worn and everything else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, nothing worse than to put motor into a uh, motor money into an engine, and then to have another part of the engine, especially major money, and have another part fail. You well, know, especially like, labor's not cheap this day and age. So no, so better just to do it in one shot, get a peace of mind warranty, and uh, move forward. So um, as long as you're getting a good warranty on it, that's the direction I would go. Complete engine. So anyway, okay. So that another great question. We've had some good calls this morning, um, but we are talking about, uh, so we were talking about catalyst efficiency and permanent DTCs and those kind of issues uh, dealing with. So, and, and things have changed. I mean, with that, we didn't, back in the day, we didn't have permanent DTCs. You only had DTCs originally. You could clear everything out, run the monitors, and the car was ready for smog, right? Right. Uh, yeah, now we have to deal with the permanent DTC thing. So, more fun. They just keep throwing more fun on the plate. So, with a permanent DTC, mm-hmm. even though the check-in light's not on, mm-hmm. it still won't pass smog? Correct. Because it used to pass smog. It, you could have a pending to, code. Yeah, it used to not okay. look at those. Now, no pendings, no permanent DTCs, all of that. And as a matter of fact, all monitors must have run, except for on certain years, you can have like one monitor that has a run, and it, it's usually EVAP. Um, because some vehicles, it's extremely hard to get an EVAP monitor to run. So it takes a while. But it should run, you know. So we're famous for making those things run. We we have several new car dealers that they bring our their used cars to us when they can't get the monitors to run on them. So um, we can do it, but it costs time and money to get it done. So, But you got to smog the car, right? What else are you going to do? Can't can't be driving around with no license on the car, huh? Yeah, you get in trouble for that stuff. I hear. I, I only have we have three cars now, and I swear I always feel like, what well, didn't I just smog the thing last year? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, every couple years, right? Every two years. Yep. So one of those things for sure. Uh okay. So the next most common one is a. PO 171, which is fuel trim system lean bank one. Wonder why that is. Well, what causes lean bank? Could be anything. Should I replace my my air fuel ratio sensor or oxygen sensor for this code? 
It depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> if it's bad or not. Mm. Let's diagnose it before we figure it out. <laughs> That's a great plan. And usually it's not the air fuel ratio sensor no, or no, normally it's, it's a it's, vacuum leak. It's a vacuum leak or or, or or a or a lean injector that's not atomizing properly or uh, a mass air flow sensor that's not reading properly. Um there's a lot of different things that can be, right? Yes. So we want to definitely diagnose that bad boy properly. Um both of those could be expensive repairs if you start throwing things at the car. All too often on that code, though, we see that people, if they've tried to fix it themselves, it has brand new air fuel ratio or oxygen sensors. Well, most cars have, uh, uh, well, depending on which ones you replace, because uh, a lot of cars have four of those bad boys on them. And the air fuel ratio sensors can get up around, you know, anywhere from 125 to 300 and some dollars a piece. A good one's pricey these days. Yep, yep. One thing I will tell you about air fuel ratio sensors and oxygen sensors, about 100,000 miles, if you replace them, your car tends to run a lot better. I'll tell you that. Well, you can save fuel. You can do all kinds no, of things. No, they monitors everything properly. Yeah, they, it is a sensor, and it does wear over time. So, you know, and broken broken stuff don't work well. Um, I'm going to coin that phrase. Broken stuff don't work well. <laughs> and what did Brent, what's Brendan's phrase? You get what you get. And what was his? What did his mom say? You get what you get. Don't complain about it or something like that. Yes. <laughs> Brendan, don't throw a fit or something. get what you get. Don't throw a fit. There that's you go. Right, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we were yeah, just reusing your uh, um, your, your statement your there. Pointage. Your point. I got to give credit to my mom on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brenda's mom. Thank you for uh, for telling. Well, I can just see you throwing a fit as a little kid too. So I can, I can understand why she used to say that. So, Are you kidding imp- me? I was the most perfect son she could ever. Oh, good lord! <laughs> We're comes. gonna have to get your mom on the line, <laughs> Kevin. The, the light, the, the light is gonna strike through the building in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you're a couple floors down from the top. You should be just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Um, boy, so many things to talk about. And then uh, the next one on the list is exhaust gas recirculation flow insufficient. Well, and I know why that code happens a lot. We get a lot of things that uh, a lot of times uh, the uh, tubes where we flow them through the passages, they get plugged up. So when uh, the EGR valves come in, it open, it opens, but nothing flows. And the sensor that rate that determines the flow of the EGR, either temperature or pressure differential sensor, um, there's no change. And therefore, it sets that code. And uh, the only way to fix that is clean out your passages. There are other things that can fail, the valve, the sensors, et cetera, right? Yeah. You never know, do you? We don't have as many EGR. Or at least I don't remember replacing as many EGR valves like the 90s. Well, we don't have as many on cars. They've kind of eliminated it. Some vehicles still use that, but not near as many. Most of them to. don't. We used to use that to control knocks. Yeah. But now with uh, uh, um, the better air-fuel ratio sensors, the catalysts, um, the timing, the temperature of the there, we we control knocks way better than we used to uh, without using EGR. So that's why it's not on always on vehicles anymore. So you're right, we don't see that near as much. But um, this is a, I mean, there are still quite a few older vehicles out there running EGR, and of course they have more problems because they've been around and you've been passing exhaust gas through those passages. So now they're more plugged up, right? Yes, quickly, quickly. So. Oh, look, and here pops in fuel trim system lean bank number two, 174. So can you get that on a four-cylinder? No. Why? Because there's no bank two. <laughs> that is correct. So you can only have that code if you have like a V6, a V8, a uh, um, V12, you know, any motor that has uh, uh, two banks. You have to have two banks, right? Yes. Yep, so... Stop taking it out on the mic there. You just headbutted it with your hat. I know. <laughs> so um, that wa- that's why that code is less common than the, the bank one. So most vehicles, four cylinders, straight sixes, uh, they will all be uh, fuel system trim lean bank one. Um, and also, if you have a V6, you have a bank one also, but then a bank two. So um, one of those things. Right, right. Do you have another question? No. Okay, you sure? You look like you had. You, there's I always question. have questions. That's <laughs> whether pertaining to the thing right now is another question. <laughs> uh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, 
We're just running down through these. There's some cool stuff. The other one is an evaporative uh, emissions uh, small leak detected, which uh, could be anything from a gas cap to a little hose hole or et cetera, et cetera. So um, one of those things. And uh, next is, uh, so the evaporative system, that's the one that people always say, just tighten your gas cap, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could. I mean, if you leave your gas cap loose, for sure, um, the one thing that uh, um, will happen is it could set an evap code, right? But uh, tighten it and see if it runs again, and it'll clear itself if it does, right? Uh, They don't have any, uh, most cars don't have fuel caps anymore, right? No, newer cars now just have the uh, insta-fill. Yeah, yeah, so they don't even have that problem. I mean, well, they do do when that thing wears out. That little flipper wears out, yeah. Yep, so, um, but uh, yeah, One, one of those things, it is a problem. Uh, and then of course the engine misfire detected is the next one, um, which is common. So those are really the most common, which just means that the vehicles picked up a a random misfire from something could be coil related, spark plug related, fuel related, all kinds of things. All right, folks, San Diego and everybody else out there. We appreciate you joining us this morning. We appreciate everybody's calls. We appreciate you listening to us on Saturday morning. Uh, Brendan appreciates us being here because he has a job. And uh, all those great things. Um, yes, because I'm hired through you guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you never know. We're not going to Minnesota with you, though. Oh, That's okay. for sure. Gotcha. Sorry. You bet. You should just stay here. Okay. Gotcha. You don't want 30 mile per hour gust winds? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm really good. Okay. I, Minnesota's got some good hunting and fishing. I'll go with you. Oh, right. Okay, cool. cool. San, <laughs> San Diego and everybody else out there, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Until next Saturday, we appreciate you joining us here at Auto Talk Radio at The Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. We will catch you next Saturday as we will be back live. Take care and be safe. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.